Welcome back to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. I'm Allie. And I'm Rach. And it is Black History Month, and we are excited to be featuring all black female authors, right? We're doing all black female Mm -hmm. authors this month. Yep. Yeah, we've all made it through January, y'all. I feel like Black History Month is also, in my head, a marker for we're close to the turnaround to spring. Yeah. (laughs) At least here we are. At least here we are in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It's true. So we've made it. January is probably my least favorite month. I disagree. You disagree? I, okay, okay. This this January has been really great. I hate the weather so much. I hate it getting dark so early. Yeah. I feel like I've hung out with people every night and that's... Oh, I have not. Brought me joy. I think I've been a hermit. Mm. And it gets dark early and I'll think to myself, oh, I'm going to... It's a pretty sunny day. It's I'm going to do been XYZ. working on the house. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's well, it. But the rest of us have been hanging out without you, which probably I know, made you more I know. bummed. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. Yeah, but I'm 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 excited. It's it's February, but yeah, we are doing all Black female authors this month, and this week we are reading Honey and Spice by. Well, we are talking about Honey mm-hmm. and Spice by Bolu Babalola, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna jump into the cocktail unless you have something no talk about it i want to drink it this is probably the fastest we've ever jumped into a cocktail because i want to drink it yeah it's so good (laughs) so in the book this is for two things obviously the name is honey and spice so i made a spiced honey syrup and oh i'm such an idiot when you told me what was in it like cool cool that sounds great honey and spice (laughs) i did i originally thought about doing like a jalapeno honey syrup and making almost like a jalapeno marg situation shied away from that and did ginger in my syrup to give it a kick even though i love spicy i like a spicy cocktail so honey ginger honey syrup and then pineapple mango juice fresh pineapple mango juice oh, wow. and yeah fancy. and then in honor of them going to brunch so often you would usually top this off with champagne now we are recording it in Still in January. Still in January. So it's dry January for us. So we topped it with a non-alcoholic beer. We always call those beer mosas. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a little non-alcoholic beer mosa in Cheers. honor of Girls Who Brunch, it's Ladies Who Brunch. Beautiful color too. It's, it's so this pretty. bright orange. I'll take a picture for the podcast. I'll take a picture for the podcast. What's that is me? It's so one good. of my favorite. I'm pretty. I, I'm like eh, about non-alcoholic beers yeah. or non-alcoholic liquors. Just because it, it's not something I crave mm-hmm. or it, it would have to be a very distinct situation where I'm like at a hot like yeah. football game and everyone's drinking cold beer. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what I want. But during dry January, I don't, I don't replace it. With I don't replace it. Yeah. Non-alcoholic things. This Mm-mm. was left in my fridge by someone. I don't know when. But right when you, you took a sip and you're like, this satisfies some itch I didn't itch know I that I did. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, I'm trying, we're going to try to save some. I feel like the guys are going to want some. We're going to try mm-hmm. to save it, but I don't know. They are, so our husbands are out getting us West African food from a restaurant here in Nashville. Shout out to Nico's Restaurant and Lounge. They are picking all of that up for us as we continue to kind of celebrate this. <laughs> thing. We're on theme tonight. Uh, Rach and I live for a theme, so we're really... We're doing well tonight, but I feel like we have to save them one of these. Yeah. I don't want to, though. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. 
the one thing that well maybe i'm jumping into the book before i'm ready but I, I, let's do it after okay. reading the book the way she just they describe they talk about plans throughout the mm-hmm. book and i grew up eating sweet plantains plantains plantains, plantains. we call them plantains <laughs> where in tampa <laughs> I've never Maybe heard it it's like that. a Cuban, Southern Cuban. Maybe. Plans. I've never heard it pronounced like that. That's kind of adorable. I hope mm-hmm. it's just Southerners got a hold of it and plants. Maybe. But they were always sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah. We never had them like fried. Yeah. I mean, they may have been fried and sweet, but they were never like crispy or crunchy. Yeah. And the way she describes this plantain, plantain waffle. Yeah. I have never wanted something so badly. You texted me. You're like, no, we have to have them tonight. Yeah, we were going to make our own. Mm -hmm. It's like, God damn it. I really need a plant. It did make me want, I lived in Haiti for a year and it made me want them with pickles, like that spicy slano I've made it for you before. Mm. That's what I would always, like anything you eat, Mm -hmm. any to go or whatever you get in Haiti, you would get a side of plantains and they would have this like spicy slaw called pickles that is so good and that it made me want that really bad oh man well i'm so glad they're doing it yeah as yeah. they're leaving we're like get us plantains get us what was the <laughs> other thing I wanted and i wanted fish uh-huh. and they're like oh yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> we'll come back see. with a smorgasbord of i'm very excited uh I, that was actually one thing we are just jumping in y'all we are just, <laughs> it's five minutes and we are before we even get let's let's do the summary i'm okay. not gonna say the one thing i have the longest notes on this can i give like a short little preface yeah so ali chose this book she read it or you started it mm-hmm. and just mentioned she hadn't finished it yet you're like i think this would be good when we were looking for just female black authors and originally we had wanted to do to bring attention to even our own attention and to diversify our bookshelves of authors that maybe hadn't gotten the recognition that their books deserved. And I almost uh, tried to persuade you not to do this uh-huh. one because she was featured on Reese's Book Club, yeah. which is a really great trampoline for authors. For and sure. I will say that Reese does she doesn't really have a type she does fiction nonfiction, mm-hmm. mostly fiction but this was her I think it was her November or December mm-hmm. book pick so I had seen it already just in my Instagram feed through bookstagram and book talk um, but I didn't know much about the story and I'm really really glad we kept yeah, it I am yeah. too I am too I feel so this the, the books we've picked this month, it is still January, and we are having to do all of February in the next three days because mm-hmm. we – not all of February, but a chunk of February because I have a tonsillectomy on Friday, and Rach has a big traveling, trip traveling. Yeah. So we are squeezed. So it also came down to what are we reading or have read or can, like, can get done and recorded in the next few weeks. So I'm kind of I feel glad. Like the ones that I read hand. have been bangers. Yeah. They've so been good. so good. Uh, yeah. Do you want to give, I feel like you're really good at doing the short, this is why you, if, to, if you want to convince your friends to read this book, what should you say? You're good at giving those summaries. It is a, do you remember in the early 90s, not early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. the rom-com. Mm-hmm. And it has to be in that yes. setting. It has to be. Because the ones they're making today are not the same as they were then. And 
if you loved that, you loved watching that, you loved leaving the theaters after yes. seeing that, that is the, it, if this is not made into a movie, I'm going to, I will rage. This has to be a movie. It has to be a movie. It, it has, has to be to written be a rom-com. in the way of an early 2000s rom-com. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is so good. And I will say too, if you want that rom-com feeling, I will say this as a white, to all my other white women out there, if you want to this like weird feeling of, wow, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are in the world or what culture you're a part of, like the rom-com vibes Mm -hmm. are universal. It gave me maybe like weirdly emotional, emotional, nostalgic, something like that. When there is a... When there is an acapella group at the end... Yes. Singing, like, it's it's done. Dead. If this is not a movie, it writ it wrote itself. It, you don't need a screenwriter. You no. don't need anything. She did it for you. So good. Just give her it's the, the fucking summary. movie deal. It's like, the best summary. <laughs> so I, well, let's tag team this lengthier recap of the book. Um, in this book, the main character is Kiki. She is Nigerian, living in the UK, going to university. Also, I'll never not love that people in the UK and basically everywhere else in the world call it university instead of college. And uni. Uni. I don't know why I love that so much. It's so cute. It feels, it feels so much cooler than us <laughs> in the US calling it college. I hate mm-hmm. that word. So she is in college. She's at uni. And she has a radio show an on-campus radio show about like love and relationships and kind of yeah like very feminist she has her best friend Amina that helps her with it and she meets this guy on campus Malachi and there is an undeniable instant connection, but she, he's, like, known as a player. So she's trying to keep her distance. She doesn't want any of that. She actually, mm-hmm. like, disses him on a radio show. Mm-hmm. And oh, What does she call him? The, the waste, waste man. man. The waste man. <laughs> the waste man of Whitewell. Uh, Whitewell's their school. Mm-hmm. And she ends up, they end up needing to work together in classic rom-com style. They have to work together to basically like benefit each other they have to pretend to be in a relationship like he needs to get into a film school she needs her radio station or her radio show to get a bunch of followers they have to pretend to be in a relationship to like boost their social media following and all this stuff guess what they actually fall in love love and there's all this like other there's this all this drama too with her like kind of finding female friendships other than just Amina she had had like a bad a friendship kind of go wrong back mm-hmm. in high school, I think. It was her last year of high school, and she was part of a really tight group of girls. And her, she wasn't dating anyone, mm-hmm. but her very best friend's boyfriend kind of hit on her at a party mm-hmm. and plied her with alcohol. And then just kept giving her more and more alcohol and then came on to her. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally pushed him away and walked out the door she was drunk still yeah. and trying to text her friend what had happened but the boyfriend had already gone back to his friend or her friend his girlfriend and said that 
it was Kiki mm-hmm. that came on to him and it destroyed their friendship. She ended up homeschooling. Yeah. Because she was also going through a hard time. Her mom had cancer mm-hmm. and so she just decided that it would be easier. Yeah. So she's she's almost navigating at the same time this is all going down with Malachi. She is navigating like racial politics in her school and what's going on there and also finding female friendships after this kind of bad experience mm-hmm. and she restores a friend her friendship with her high school best friend and then she gains all these like female friends at school and like yes it's a romance but dang it if that's not the piece that didn't get to me and mm-hmm. make me love this book I, I mean i feel like at the very end it it really was yeah the the romance with malachi but also her finding her group of yeah. girls i think they ended up calling the baddies of blackwell yeah. oh all the na- <laughs> they all have like little click names the language in this book uh-huh at first i thought it was too cheeky and I'll, and it reminded me so much it, it was like that show what's the show called i think it's on hbo dear white people dear white people uh-huh. i felt like oh this is just a copy of that she actually wrote this before then yeah but it didn't it wasn't published till after her first book was published but um it the the way she names things mm-hmm. she was making fun of malachi and instead of jay-z she called him nazy yeah. and he's like oh sweet you think i'm yeah beyond she's like no i said nay <laughs> yeah like, but she was she's so ah clever Witty and clever mm-hmm. yeah the writing is very witty and clever um but yeah it ends up and of course her and malachi end up together it all everything like they almost break up almost break up oh the end they both have like okay it all falls apart they're mad at each other they realize they're in love separately like they've broken up they realize they're in love and they both do public displays of affection and i was like shouting I mm-hmm. want to see it in real life so bad. They both have these big public displays of affection. And it reminds me, 10 Things I Hate About You is my, probably my favorite movie ever. I love that movie. And that's what they tell Heath Ledger's character he has to do to like win Julia Stiles over. It's a public display of, public display of affection. So he goes on the football, into the football mm-hmm. stadium and sings to her. Uh, it, uh, I was like, yes, every every rom-com. This is the best parts of every rom-com you've ever read. And you had just – I feel like I hadn't finished the book yet. I don't know if you've even started the book yet when you had said, I want this summer to be the summer of rom-coms. Yeah. And we have a friend that does horror movies in October, uh-huh. September and October. And every week he shows – he has like an outdoor theater setup thing. I'm mm-hmm. making it sound fancier than it is. Um. They put but, up a projector. Yeah, it's like a projector. And they have a kid's movie that's mm-hmm. scary first for the kids. And then the kids go home yeah. and the adults watch something actually horrifying. But I want it to be rom-coms this summer. Yeah, and no, there's we can't. Well, maybe some of the kids could see. They weren't like racy. No, this I feel like if the kids were around, it would mm-hmm. be fine. Like if they, they played in the basement and yeah. like came out, it would be fine. But they couldn't like see it. You I know? bet your oldest would love. He would love a, a rom-com. rom-com. My husband loves rom-coms. 
They're I mean, so I never have to say delightfully cheesy. I love them. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we both love this book. I probably took more notes reading this book than most books we read, which was surprising to me because to begin with, I actually didn't love the book from the start. It took me a minute to get into it because mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of slow. Yeah. And I am also, I couldn't get it on audiobook right away at the library. And I've been listening to a ton of audiobooks because I was working on the house. And I think there was there was also this layer, I, to the book's credit, I think one of the reasons I didn't get into it right away is because the stress of like sitting down to read mm-hmm. and trying to squeeze it in, I felt like I couldn't enjoy. It was enjoyable, yeah. This like rom-com enjoyable book. So I got into it and then I actually did get the audiobook from the library narrator is fantastic oh so good is she british yes and the um the way they do when she's talking as if she's on the radio or interviewing in a restaurant or something it sounds like they're interviewing oh that's really cool so when they're doing the radio show it sounds different as though she is talking through the radio when she and malachi are interviewing people at the restaurant it sounds like there's a restaurant in the background and they're interviewing people really engaging audiobook for Mm -hmm. sure and you really get a lot of that witty, that witty, snappy humor yeah. comes in a lot more on the audiobook. So highly recommend. It's a great listen. My very first note <laughs> is the way they describe I fucking had me smiling from ear to ear <laughs> is note number one. Well, okay. So I forgot my book at home. I had – anytime I saw something I wanted to talk to you about, mm-hmm. I flipped the page down. It would have just been all night. You would – you dear listener listening to Rach just read quotes I thought were funny all mm-hmm. night long if mm-hmm. I had brought the book. It's, oh, it's for the so best I did it. <laughs> that is my very first thing. And I did say to all the wit is so the yeah, the clever it's very clever dialogue throughout mm-hmm. the whole book. I on oh, so I I wrote some questions and I wrote some serious stuff. So I'll talk about some of the serious things. I actually, for a white girl from South Alabama, consume a decent amount of various like art forms throughout Africa. So I listen to I listen to some West African music. I listen to a lot of East African music. I, you know, read books written by a- different African authors, visited a lot of countries. And I still, for the longest time, I thought, uh, my bookshelf is nowhere near diverse enough because I'm having to look up 20 million terms every two seconds. And I thought, I I can't understand half the things that are being said. And then realized it is Gen Z. I was going to say, for me, it's it's I just Gen Z. That. So I started but getting it's... a list of the words that I had to look up. And I was like, oh, it's Gen Z British kids. Mm-hmm. I don't – it like you probably couldn't have characters – further removed from me and my culture and age and what I'm comfortable with. And I was actually talking to our friend, Abina, who we're actually going to have as a guest this month mm-hmm. on the we're podcast. We're going to do a buddy read at the very She's from the UK. She, uh, her parent, one of her parents is from Ghana. And I was just telling her via text, I, Gen Z, British, Nigerian kids is like so far from my culture. And then it also made me really genuinely realize, like, and I think you realize this the more you do diversify your bookshelves and your, mm-hmm. you know, what you're watching on TV and all of that. Just what it, a small sliver of what it must feel like to not have representation and to read something and you still love it, but just to think I can't 
really relate in a lot of ways to this. Yeah, it made me, it kind of confronted that for me, mostly because it was three layers of (laughs) different removed things that I didn't quite relate to. But yeah, I did keep a whole list of the words I did not understand and had to keep looking. One of my notes, and I, I guess you're totally right. I wasn't thinking of the Gen Z element. I was thinking of because if they're in college now, they're Gen being, Z. Yeah, of the every character yeah. in this university that it seems like it's a predominantly white university. Yeah, I think so. So one of the notes, it was the last note that I wrote, but I wrote that I think this must have been before the the musical at the very end. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't belong here. Like yeah. in this book, I don't get any of the terminology. I feel like an outsider mm-hmm. reading the book and I didn't get the jokes yeah. or the mentions. I mean, some of it was really funny yeah. and I, you know, she was writing for middle-aged women, white women too, <laughs> maybe, but through us a bone every time. But I thought about that a lot. I did too. We talk about representation and what it means like in lots of different ways, but God, like mm-hmm. I, we were listening to some interviews before recording And she was saying how she was writing this book because she loves black women Mm -hmm. and she wanted to see black women represented, represented, having good sex. Yeah. Like really robust love lives. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't something she was seeing Mm -hmm. as popular. So I'm really glad. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Reese's Book Club. I'm that's not where I find the books that I talk about with you or I don't know that we've done I think we've maybe done one or two mm-hmm. but I mean, she she does do a good job about picking a pretty diverse I was looking at, at some of the other books that she had and that she did actually have seven days in June okay which we covered um last summer mm-hmm. and um which that has like a really beautiful love yeah. story too but I just I really loved how Reese's book club is like div- more diverse than you expect and pulled this book in like yeah. I've never read a book like this and I think everything else we've read that's been British has been white mm-hmm. and I could I could hear those voices I could hear I could see those characters and this one I felt not just removed because of mm-hmm. race but also the generational gap and but, I mean, all of that to say, yeah. that is the feeling it gave me. And I think that's not bad to no, experience that. And I just fucking loved this book. Yeah, I did And too. I, the same thing. I felt like the first part was wordy. Yeah. And it was funny and it was witty. And I was still comparing it to Dear White People probably a bit. But I was like, all of this can be cut out mm-hmm. leading up to the fake relationship. Mm-hmm. But now that I've read it. Yeah. Well, I think even, and this isn't necessarily to even call you out, I feel like, and let me back up for one second and say, when we are talking about these issues, we've said it before, we're never going to not discuss race or uncomfortable things or things we might mess up because we're actively diversifying our bookshelves and like those things are going to come up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably when we're talking about issues of race or... Any of these things, this, we're white women, probably more comfortable for white women to listen to. I am not an authority on anti-racism uh. or if you're turning to us for that, like 
There are black women out there who are Mm -hmm. doing excellent work, and you should go pay them for the work that they are doing. Speaking of which, I did not have this in my notes, but I called out Reese Witherspoon for giving, you know, women of America these really diverse books. At Books with Lee on Instagram, Mm -hmm. same um, creator on TikTok. I think that's her name, Books with Lee on TikTok as well just hits it home never let me down never lets me down so good and features she, not just black authors but she mm-hmm. she's the one who does read across africa right where mm-hmm. she reads a book from oh, that's what she was that's when africa. i first started following her that's what she was doing yeah. so go follow those people if you are like mm-hmm. looking to diversify your bookshelf if you are seeking out like anti-racism resources yes we you can listen to this and i hope you learn something from it but if you are a white woman go pay people for their work that they are Mm -hmm. doing in those areas. We should not be the authorities on that. If you're a black woman listening to us and you're like, I don't want to listen to these two women discuss race, fair. Yeah. Ma'am, just like that's totally Mm -hmm. fine and we get that and our feelings are not hurt. So (laughs) I felt like we should probably do a disclaimer about that. But um, yes, I can't even remember where I was before that. You were (laughs) going through your 6,000 word essay that you wrote. Um, Oh, so then again, this isn't to call you out, but even the fact that we're like, oh, a black woman with a radio show, dear white people, because there's only yeah. one other thing we can relate that to. Mm-hmm. Where when you think about if I said like white man with a radio show, you could probably name I guess like she was calling out white people on her radio yeah, yeah, show yeah. and that like yeah. I, that vernacular that was smart and clever and quick. Agreed. There is there are similar That's the vibes, difference. but yes. it's like the fact that we only have this one other mm-hmm. thing to even or for us you and I to reference or maybe lots more out there mm-hmm. it just shows that's why we feel like outsiders and uncomfortable like we yeah need to do like consume it more and mm-hmm. I think it's fine to read something and feel like an outsider I mean yeah yeah I mean I I've been an outsider before <laughs> like you mm-hmm. when you travel you are you know but yeah um okay that's my that's my serious note okay do you have any serious things that you want to um, – we're, we're going to go through I think vibes. I wrote, why isn't this a movie, 12 times in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, this has to be a movie. This is a black rom-com from the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabrielle Union should play the main character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's British. She's not British. Uh, I really wanted to be British. Yeah. I kept, like, hearing them mm-hmm. bicker mm-hmm. with a slang, and I – I just I have to hear it. I got it. too excited Please. to even cast. I didn't even do casting, and it's just because I got so excited taking all these notes that I couldn't even. Did you cast? No. Well, yeah, Gabrielle Union. Well, okay, so we have the one. <laughs> She's like forty now, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, okay. I also wrote down in the list of things I didn't know, and this is not a new term. But I didn't know, and I kept seeing it on TikTok, too. Mm-hmm. And just sometimes I see things on TikTok I don't get, and I just wait for that one girl, I can't think of her handle, who does, like, the cliff notes for millennials. I'm oh. like, she'll tell me what it is at some point. I just don't even look it up. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it in it? No. Okay. I didn't know what cuffing season meant. And cuffing. They kept talking about cuffing in the book, and it's all over TikTok. Cuffing, it's cuffing season. I thought it just meant, like, getting together. I think it's like the time of year, yeah, where you want to like tie down a relationship. Oh, Gen Z, if I just anyone from Gen Z listens, I don't know how you're putting up with us, but tell us for sure. But that's I didn't know what that meant, and I, I thought it might dumb. be. Anytime I didn't know what it meant, I just chalked it up to 
English, the English. Mm. Originally, I thought like, when I first heard it on TikTok, I England. thought it was like a dirty term because that's where my mind my mouth What would that even mean? Cuffing, like handcuffs. Oh, like BDSM. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And then I was like, that's not contextually correct. <laughs> <laughs> in this TikTok it's cuffing season I don't know like it's that time of year Next where you're just like in your house and it's dark all the season. time might as well just get into some BDS. romantic love making season uh, anyway I didn't know what that word meant um okay here's another here's another cultural thing I wrote okay. down and Denver looked up okay he drives a three-door Toyota what is a three-door car have oh. you ever seen a three-door vehicle? It's either two-door or four-door. No. So, okay, this – in my reading, he was rich. I don't know why I thought that. I thought Amina was rich. I thought Zach was rich. and I, Zach was, right? We, he, for sure. I don't Malachi's, remember. Malachi's – It seemed like he had money, yeah. Malachi. And then he pulls up in the three-door three door. Toyota. I'm like, I don't – that must be nice. Okay, I'm going to take it back to 10 Things I Hate About You, but you know when the one guy's like – I drive, I'm thinking about getting a, is it a Tercel? Is that the car? Wait. Oh, it's got to be the Tercel. I know what you're talking about. A guy I dated had a Tercel. Yeah, he just walks up to the guy, he just like walks up to this girl at a party and goes, thinking about getting a Tercel. And she walks off. It reminded me of that. If we don't watch that in the next. I'll watch it tonight. I love it. Um, when you were recovering from tonsils, yeah, you need to talk to me. We just have to watch that. You'll laugh too. I'll be like on hydrocodone or yeah. whatever they give you, <laughs> just giggling. I'll quote it. That's the thing. I quoted mm-hmm. the whole movie mm-hmm. as I'm doing right now. I also wrote. Oh, speaking of lines, like our favorite lines from it. My favorite line was Beyonce didn't drop bow down for this. <sighs> Uh, yeah, Beyonce didn't drop bow down for this is my new hype up line. Like if I need to mm-hmm. hype myself up, I'm going to say Beyonce didn't drop bow down for me to be oh. acting like this. I love Beyonce. With my whole heart. The way they talk to each other. They just like hype each so other up. Sweet and honest. Yes. But like hype girls. So do you think, I thought about this too. Do you think we would, we, I know we met in college, but we didn't, we lived in different places. You just like mm-hmm. came to visit someone at Belmont. Do you think we would have been college BFFs, and how would we have been? What would we have, what would we have been like? I don't know. I I just don't think I had much of a personality. <laughs> I'm real. I'm serious. <laughs> I think my personality was whatever the personality was next to me. I followed your blog for a long time. Was I married then? I think you were. So maybe my personality was my husband's personality. Uh- like. That's funny. I never got the, the brief minute I met you. I didn't get that. Like vibe. looking back at pictures of myself or at Facebook gives you like mm-hmm. what you did 10 mm-hmm. years ago and it was God fucking awful, whatever you did and <laughs> probably homophobic. And yeah, uh, we were um, not the best people. I delete a lot. Yeah. Those, are, those remind me. Like, delete. Thank God. Yeah. This I'm is brought person. to my attention. That's a really good question. I want to tie to some, like you, you had a friend then. So I don't think I got to know you that well no. then, but I liked you enough to follow. You had a blog when you got married too. I don't remember. I did when we lived on the, the boat, boat. Mm-hmm. and stuff. I followed that. So it was enough to. Yeah. Want to like uh-huh. be an observer of your life. And stalk yeah. You. I stalked you when you moved here. Well, and who I, the, the, my best friend who introduced me to you, she really liked you. Yeah. We probably would have been friends. Yeah. I think we would have been friends. I do too. I 
don't think I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've changed in good ways. I don't think I'm that different. I still like a mm-hmm. part. I like very social. There was like some to hang out. So my girlfriend that I met you from had like a very um, tailored mm-hmm. style of music she listened to before she went to college, and then when she came back from college. She, I think she let me listen, or I was listening to Def Leppard for the first time because of <laughs> you had been amazing. listening I to it. I loved classic rock back then. And there was, there were so many like cool things she brought home That's that so you introduced fun. her to, and um, so I knew that. Yeah, and, and I thought that was really cool. That's fun. That's such a funny thing to think about. I know. I what would we have been like? Not as cool mm-hmm. as these girls. I still say I've known you since then. Yeah, I do too. Like, I've known Rage longer than my mm-hmm. husband. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kept thinking about that. Just, it is, I, uh, this book was just such a great representation of female friendship and, like, mm-hmm. how good it can be, mm-hmm. even if it starts out rocky. There's all these little cliques, and all the little cliques have names. Oh, my gosh. Again, like, vegan in Vegan Cupcakes. I, I die. You'd be, would you be in the Vegan Cupcakes? I don't think so. No. I feel like people think I'm kind of crunchy. I mean, I think that's just because your house smells like patchouli. Patchouli. Yeah, I just like patchouli though. And you're vegetarian. Yeah. And I well, I kind of feel like is it Chi-Chi? She was in the vegan cupcakes. I can't remember. I think it's Chi-Chi. Or Chi Yeah, I'll just call her Chi-Chi. That's what she said. She's like, I don't like this shit. Like the yeah. other girls like the shit. Like I, I don't want to wear natural deodorant anymore. That's how I, I feel. loved. So she eventually becomes friends with girl, girls from these different cliques. And when she has her breakup with Malachi, they all come to help her out. And at one point, one girl's like rearranging crystals around the room, and one girl's pouring rose. It's like all these different personalities <laughs> helping her out. That made me emotional. Mm-hmm. Just thinking, one girl was is... going through her makeup and yes. tossing out anything expired. <laughs> Like, this is the mm-hmm. most real, beautiful representation of just what girls can be and how mm-hmm. they can support each other. There was a moment she gets – so there is this fucking phenomenal house party. Yeah. that is it Tyler or Ty? I guess Tyler. Oh, I think his name's Tyler. I can't remember his name. He – his family is super wealthy, and he has a party every year – that only his close friends get rooms mm-hmm. at. They get rooms in this pretty swanky house. And then anyone else can come, but they have to find hotels. Mm-hmm. And because um, Kiki or Keeks, which mm-hmm. is the cutest nickname, um, a friend of ours is trying to name a baby that she doesn't know the sex of. Yeah. And so we've been like constantly thinking of names for her. Like what could be – she's really going for something historical. Uh-huh. Like, but she likes nicknames. Yeah. It's like I want – Keeks. Keeks is a cute nickname. Mm-hmm. It's so anyway, cute. So Kiki is invited because she's dating Malachi and Malachi is part of this crew. And Zach shows up at the party who is kind of her mortal enemy mm-hmm. at college at this point in the story. And she tells everyone, I'm going to handle this. And she is alone with him in the kitchen while she's kind yeah. of battling it out. And I can't remember if he pushes her or something happens, but all of her friends, her girlfriends, all of like Tyler, the guys at the party, Malachi, kind of come to her defense. They do Mm -hmm. come to her defense. I mean, they let her battle this battle on her own. And then when it gets a little out of hand, they all step in and kick this guy out of the party. 
And she starts to get weepy. Yeah. To feeling like you're defended. Uh huh. There is nothing like that. When everyone like backs you, Mm -hmm. there's been a couple times where I feel like I've been attacked unwrongly and like you come to my defense and I'm like, yes. Yes. (laughs) It feels so good. Do it, ladies. Yeah. Defend your friends. Mm -hmm. I love how we have barely talked about Malachi. We've just... Yeah, he seemed great. He seemed great. (laughs) I will say what made him so hot was his ability, how quick he was to apologize when he was wrong about stuff. Yes. And just like own up and admit it was, I was like, "Mm, this is why, this is what it takes, gentlemen. So quickly. Like without even thinking. Oh yeah, I was totally wrong. There, what I, this is funny because it was a fake relationship, but they were so honest with each other. Mm -hmm. Honest. When they started feeling things, they were honest in expressing that. Maybe mm-hmm. not expressing, I'm starting to like you. I don't feel like this is fake anymore. They were slower to say that. Mm-hmm. But called each other attractive. And none of that felt fake. Like, none of their relationship felt false. Yeah. They even called each other. They were best friends. Yeah. And they've never told each other or anyone the things about their lives that they were sharing with one another. And... Yeah, I, I loved so, their relationship. Yeah, I did too. I also, I know I said what made him hot is that he can apologize quickly. Also that he dressed up in cosplay oh, and went to the book convention. That she likes fantasy? I mean, that, right? is, that is actually the point that I was like, relatable. I relate. <laughs> oh, I that was the other note that I had written is Kiki likes fantasy novels and she's going to a con. Yeah. I, and then he dresses up. He dresses up and had her costume ready. Mm-hmm. My husband surprised me with some sort of tickets to some sort of convention thing and was dressed up like Cassian. Oh, my God. And had me a Nesta costume. <laughs> oh, my God. I would. <laughs> I would. I can't. I feel like I can't come up with the words. That's in my you. head now. That's living in my head <laughs> too now. Be, you can be Feyre and Reese. <laughs> I claim Cassian and Nesta, and we all go together. We already have the Nightman costume. Jo- oh. <laughs> Husbands of Rachel and Allie out there, if you ever listen to this, here's <laughs> how to turn us on. <laughs> How to any Christmas cosplay. present. Any, it's cosplay season. If you bitches. say it like that. <laughs> oh my God. If okay. you didn't turn us off when we told you I to. I just snorted You on might the, turn us off. <laughs> oh, I just can't. I could not. I was like, so much of this book made me holler. I was just hollering when he's. I, the last, I would say the last 25%, mm-hmm. I just smiled the yes. whole time. Yes. Th- so everything ends up at a prom. Oh my Like God. every good rom-com. And that's when they get back together. The singing comes back in. It what is, did they sing? Oh, they sing the thong song. Oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> perfection. This book is perfection. Mm-hmm. It is Read the, oh talk about something that gets you out of the seasonal depression. Oh God, it plucked me right out. This and this, you need to be drinking this mm-hmm. sunshine mocktail or cocktail, pure sunshine. And you need to read this book. So good. And she has another one in the night. Did I see there's a sequel? Or something? Yeah, but we didn't open up that link. We were looking oh, for an interview, so okay. we'll leave you. To, to we do don't your know own what's research. happening next, but Balu, we would really love more of Malachi and Kiki. It was so good. 
Um, oh, hearing. Can... Okay. I know we need to wrap up, but one that hearing about how the girls got ready because <gasps> the way they did their hair and the way they dressed and because all of that is pretty foreign to mm-hmm. me. Um, oh, <gasps> did you never live with like girlfriends and get dressed together I meant like black hair like the way they were talking about and you know everything about those scenes too Mm -hmm. like getting ready with your girlfriend but they were talking about things that weren't familiar to me yeah um but it's still so so universal yes that's it like it was interesting because I didn't know it right but it felt at home there's so much about this book that is just it's so universal and wonderful but yeah, you feel like an again. At first, I felt like an outsider, and then you're like, oh, "No, we all feel this. Uh-huh. We've all done this." Yes, and that juxtaposition of it can be both was mm-hmm. really delightful to me. Man, that is one thing about getting married that is no bueno is missing getting ready with your girlfriends. We mm-hmm. need to do that next time we're going somewhere. Well, I'm coming 40th, to your house to get ready. So Allie and I were roomies. Yeah, on the trip we took, we were. I don't remember why we didn't have our own room. I guess we just oh we had to book a double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be romantic for, like, partners, but it was yeah. you and me. And getting ready together. I know. We did, like, dances we, on we TikTok before. We tried to learn TikTok before. dances. We're, like, getting ready and ordering drinks to the room. and That was so much fun. I know. Next time, next time we have a girls' nurse and I'm just coming to your house to get ready. Yeah. And yeah. That's, like, the most fun part. That we should I actually kind of, for my 40th, do that um, birthday, I want to go back to the same resort yeah. and, like, just redo this trip and but bring our husbands. And I kind of want to room with you again. <laughs> That would be the funniest thing. I feel like our oh. husbands would be like, wait, are we just extras? The way she kept talking about Amina as her soulmate and everything. I know. Oh, oh I can't mm-hmm. get over it. I can't get over it. Clearly, we recommend this book. This one is so good. Tell all your friends to read it. I'm glad we did this one. Me too. So such a good read. Uh, we will be continuing. We have lots of good books in store. What will be the next one we do after this? So, it's probably well. We're we're still between a couple. We're gonna try to see what which ones we finish first. Yeah. Well, we will do. It will either be the conductors mm-hmm. or Americana, right? Mm-hmm. It'll yeah. be one of those two. We'll be doing this next. We will have to plan around the schedule of our dear friend Abina, Doctor Abina Ansarid. Mm-hmm. She is fantastic and is a. Uh, professor in Asheville at UNC Asheville. Yes. Correct. And she has her doctorate and specializes in civil war. And so she's going to be reading through the conductors with us and chatting about that book, which would be such a fun, so fun, interesting take on it. So I'm really excited. So we're having to plan. We'll probably have to plan around when mm-hmm. she can record with us and get the book read. So it'll either be that or Americana up next. But... I'm really excited. I know. So many good ones. All right. Well. Thanks um, for listening. Thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the book. And we'll. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely soulmates. We can finish each other's sentences and talk over Sandwiches. (laughs) That was perfect. We just did it perfectly. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of The Book Report with Allie and Rach. You can find us on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at at Book Report Podcast. And if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at thebookreportpod at gmail.com.